Rabbi Shol Salanta, in <coughs> a few of his letters, writes very clearly that the main ingredient of tshuva is what we call aziva sachet. Okay? So, if you look, let's say, for example, here in letter Zion, letter number seven, he says that Kiyom Hakipuri Mechaped Im Hateshuva, he Aziva Sachet. Yom Kippur works with the condition that you do Tshuva, and what is Tshuva? Aziva Sachet. Stopping doing what you're doing and beginning a new thing, okay? He writes it again at the end of the letter. I'll just show you a few spots. He writes this again at the end of the letter of Zion and he says, Yom HaKippurim, Balchuva, you become a Balchuva Gomor, the Kabbalat Azivat Hachet, to make Azivat Hachet. He writes the same thing in letter Ches, okay? Over here again he writes the same idea. It's a really well-known Again, constantly always putting that, stressing that point, and in which, in other words, that means that the main point of the whole Aserasimeyachuva, the bottom line, the main point of the whole thing is to come to change. Main thing is to change. Azivasachet means I'm changing. Doing something different than I used to do before. And he writes in letter Tezvav, Hine Yesoid Yemeha Tshuva, Kabolas Aziva Sachet, Vihi Hakosha, Mikol Ha'avodot Shebiyom HaKippur. The most difficult thing of the entire Yom Kippur. It means Yom Kippur has fasting, it has crying, it has praying, it has vidu, it has all kinds of zachen going on there. But the most difficult thing of the entire Yom Kippur is that you came out with a clear, authentic, genuine uh, plan for change. That's the hardest thing, right? Also, Reb Chaim Velozhina, there's a safer that Reb Chaim writes, which is called Maiserav. He writes down all the things from the Gro, right? And he writes, this is the Loshan. Bismanenu, in our days... Mekayim, we are Mekayim, we keep Tzom, fast, Ubechi, and the crying, Mispid, the Ha'ikr, Aziva, Sachet, Ein Mekayim. But the main point we miss. So you understand? Again, the Goyen, Rabbi Salanta, all the big guns are saying that the main ingredient for Tshuva is Aziva, Sachet. Okay? There's a safer from the Balatanya, a very deep, deep, deep book about tshuva. It's called Igeret HaTeshuva. And over there also he writes this point that Aziva Sachet is the main side of tshuva, which is the ingredient that causes the Mechilat Avonot. And he brings a raya from Shulchan Aruch, from the Halacha of Pesul Eidus, that if they want to get their status back as a Kosher Eidus, they have to make Aziva Sachet. Just since Aziva Zachet something in the heart, so how's Bezlin going to know you did that? So you have to do some type of Kabbalah lawsuit, you have to make some type of showing that you changed. But once, but the point is, that once you made that change, that changes your status. A person who is Pasa means a person who is a corrupt human being. 
So by making changes in your life, that shows you're not a corrupt human being anymore. Now you can be kosher ladies. Even though you don't have the ingredients of harot, vidu, that's not the point, right? So obviously, we do need to have harot, and you do need to have vidu and all that, and that's a subject in itself, because every single chet also carries with it a pigam, some damage that you caused, and that damage requires vidui and harot, which we'll talk about later date, not today, based on the sugya in Yuma, but Dalit Chaluke Kapara, there's four step, there's four different types of sins, and each sin has its own uh, process of Kapara. But we're talking right now, just for the basic level of Mechila Savoinus, the basic main, main ingredient boils down to is really Aziva Sachet. That's the main ingredient that's needed, which in other words means after all the crying and all the harata and all the remorse and all this and all that, at the end of the day, if you don't come to the table with a real change or a real plan for change, then you didn't do the mitzvah of tshuva. And if you didn't do the mitzvah of tshuva, Yom Kippur is not mechapa, right? So we want to learn how to work on trying to actually make changes. That's the difficult, like Rabbi Shosalanta says, that's the koshi shabavoyde. That's the difficult thing for people to change. Okay? Now, so for many, many years, by many different people, I've always been pressed and pushed to try to make vaden that teaches you how to actually change midot and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I have to tell you, it's not so simple. The reason why I avoided it is because it's not so simple. I'm going to show you that point. I think it's a very important point when we come to work on ourselves. There's a Rambam that says, unbelievable Rambam. Rambam says, just like when a human being has a sickness, physical sickness, right? So he has to go to the doctor, and the doctor has to diagnose the sickness, and the doctor has to treat the sickness. It's not something you can really figure out 100% on your own. You know, you need to go to a professional, and he's got to make the, the, the proper, you know, checkup. And follow the symptoms and come up with a diagnosis and give you a medication and a prescription what you have to do to, to, to heal. So too, says the Rambam, that problems with midot and those type of things is considered a sickness in your nefesh. It's also a sickness. And therefore, you also have to go to a doctor. Who's the doctor? The doctor is the chacham. So the, for the physical body, you go to a rofet. For your soul, for your nefesh, you have to go to a doctor. Who's the doctor? The doctor is the chachot, right? And then the Rambam goes on to give you a simple method that you don't need a doctor because the Rambam says, what's the ideal midot? The ideal midot is to be in the middle of the road. So if a guy's stingy, he's sick. If a guy's crazy, spending money without a cheshbin, he's sick. So the proper person should be somewhere in the middle of the road between stinginess and absolute hefka with his money, right? And he explains that by all the midot that you have to go in the middle of the road. And then the Rambam says that if you're messed up, so you go to the opposite side of the spectrum, right? He says, let's say you're a very stingy person, right? So if you want to go straight to the middle of the road, it's not going to work because you're going to just slide back to your old ways, so what you got to do is you have to go to the other side of the spectrum for a while, make yourself a crazy spender, even though that's not lechatchila, 
but it's a way to uproot the stinginess, and then you can go to the middle of the road and be normal. Right? The Goyim says the same thing. He just says that you don't jump from stinginess to to to, to being a crazy spender in one second. You have to go lot lot, but the point is you have to move to the direction of the opposite side of the spectrum. And once you're on the opposite side of the spectrum, you already broke out of the habit, so to speak, of being stingy. Then you can retrain yourself to be normal and go over the middle of the road, right? So that's the Rambam's prescription for tikkun amidas, right? So if the Rambam gave you a prescription of tikkun amidas, what do you have to go to the doctor, right? Again, so the Rambam is like a steerer. First he tells you, you gotta go to the doctor. Just like a person who has a sickness, he needs a professional to diagnose the problem, fix the problem, give you the prescription for the problem, right? And then the Rambam tells you how to do it, right? So obviously, what the Rambam is saying, yes, there's a general idea, but it still 100% needs a person to help you, a doctor, a chacham, to help you in your personal problem to truly and clearly, A, number one, diagnose the problem, and number two, understand you and how to find a prescription that works for you. I'll give you a muscle. A muscle. Let's say you have two guys in the yeshiva, both horizontal. You know what horizontal means? They're lying like this in bed. And it's 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Two guys sleeping. Now, Yeshlach Kor is the reason why the guy is sleeping. They have two bochum. Yeshlach, the reason why they're sleeping is because they have atzlut, because they're lazy. Or, this could be more stardom, but I'm just giving it to stardom. Or they have atzvut. Or they're depressed. And they don't want to get up and face life. Is it atzlus or atzvus? So it's the same symptom. Both guys are schluffing their brains out. The question is, what's the, the sickness, right? So if you're going to treat the atzel like a, like someone who's depressed, you're not going to help him. If you're going to treat the guy who's depressed like a lazy guy, not only you're not going to help him, you'll probably kill him, you know? So so uh, uh, what's the difference between a good doctor and, and a regular doctor? Everybody knows the difference between a good doctor and a regular doctor is a good doctor knows how to diagnose Everybody knows how to treat. It's not such a big kunz if you have the proper diagnosis to know how to treat. Even a regular doctor could treat a sickness if he knows a clear diagnosis. But what do you go to a professional for? You go to a city doctor, you go to a professional because the professional knows how to diagnose, right? So the same thing is in chinuch, right? The machanech has to know how to diagnose the problem. So the two guys are sleeping in bed and he may work with one guy one way, and work with the other guy a different way because he was able to diagnose that one kid is atzvus and one kid is atzvus. So sometimes within yourself, you may not know exactly what your sickness is, right? So if you think your sickness is atzvus and then you're going to start doing the Rambam's method on atzvus, <laughs> it's not going to be too good, right? So yeah, you have to understand that there is a certain pictus in understanding what exactly your problem is, you know? And then there's another thing. There's also how people can work on stuff. Let me, let me give you like an example. Why, like why a schmooze is very difficult 
to be able to give like clear detail how to work on yourself, right? Let's say a guy wants to work on the midah of MS. Let's say we want to talk about being truthful, right? So if you look in Svarim, various Svarim, you know, from different different places, you'll see certain things like certain methods that the Svarim will talk about when we talk about working on MS, right? So they may say, for example, that um, once a day, you have to be very careful to be exactly precise in your words. Okay? Not to exaggerate, not to use over details, right? I remember one time I was in the mountains, in Mountaindale. I went to visit my good friend, Rabbi Meir Nechmad, right? He used to be in Mountaindale in the mountains in the summer. And then we took lunch together at that time with Rabbi Rothenberg, the Colonel of Rachel was the Rashiva of Mount Dale. His son works in Rashiva. His father was a big, big Talmud from Rabbi Davis, and we had lunch together. And he told me that Rabbi Davis used to train the boys to try to be precise in their learning, right? So he said, go prepare this piece of Gemara or a piece of Rajba or whatever it is, and come back and say it over to me. And you get, if you get saved over in 25 words, don't use 26. Okay, that's a training. A training for a person to be precise, and that's part of a training for MS. Or another type of training for MS they'll tell you is, let's say, for example, pay attention when you're hocking with the boys, if you're saying a story, are you exaggerating, are you adding some spice, some details, you know, because you see that you have the crowd's attention. You know, you get a little covered from it. You know, you're, you're a mandama for a second. You're in the spotlight for a second, right? So then you're going ahead and you're exaggerating. Ah, you catch yourself exaggerating. Stop yourself and 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 make sure that you're being precise in your detail. You know, you know, whatever. Okay, all these type of things like uh, sit down at night, make cheshbon and efesh, and try to check the motives behind your actions and your words. Why'd you say that story? You said a story about your rebbe. Homaisa, you were with your Rebbe, and you, uh, whatever, and you're making it sound as if the main character in the story is your Rebbe, but really, the main character in the story was yourself, to say that you're so harsh of it, you hang out with your Rebbe, and you do things with him, and you go places with him, right? So check the motives behind your, your you know, why you say what you say, and why you do what you do, right? And then you make Cheshben on Efesh with that, and that teaches you how to be honest. Like, all these different types of things, right? So if let's say you're giving such a schmooze like that, a guy with anxiety or OCD or low self-esteem will drive himself crazy because he'll always be checking his motive, not sure if he's saying the MS. Maybe he's doing too much. Maybe he'll drive himself absolutely nuts, right? So your methods of teaching him how to work on the media may be so counterproductive for this kid that that's not the derech that you have to teach to work with him, right? Let's say, for example, you want to work on a midah called Soivel Elba. To be able to tolerate an insult and not have to lash back at people, you know? And shut your mouth, bashas an argument, and be able to tolerate certain things like that. That's a big thing, right? Gemara says a person was boiling a piv, bashas meriva. That's like a massive thing, right? Now, some people are so banged up that if you tell them that they always have to be quiet when people tell them, criticism or whatever it is, you destroy them because they feel like they're always wrong. It's my fault, the guy's right. 
you know, maybe I don't deserve, I don't have a schuss, to, 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 maybe I don't have the right to say my opinion, I don't have a right to opinion, right? The guy's a very passive personality, right? So if you're going to start giving him all these musashmuses and kazals and all these ach, and you're talking to the wrong guy, for him, this is dangerous stuff. He has to learn something else, how to be healthier. You understand? So, so these are just mishalim of understanding that working on midas is a complicated thing. Because it requires the guy's personality, it requires his, his, his experiences in life, it requires to know his derech and avoida. So that's the Pshan the Rambam. The Rambam is saying that you can't just, it's true, the ideal thing that we want to reach to is to be a balanced person. That's the ideal place a human being wants to be, is a balanced person. And the problem with Almidas is that they make us, make us imbalanced people. We're either too stingy, too self-centered, or the opposite way. We have no zikh whatsoever. You know, we have no sense of self whatsoever. We're like a shmata for everybody else. Or we just have no, you know, filters, or whatever it may be, right? So, all those midas means that there's a, there's a, there's an unbalanced human being, right? So, and those unbalances are what causing Averis. Because that's what the Rukhain Vital says, that all Averis are coming from messed up Midas, meaning imbalance in the Midas. So it's true, the ultimate goal is to reach balance. And it's true that there is a required thing to go to the opposite extreme to create balance. All that's true. But how do you actually know how to make specific work that is so individual, it's not Shaykh Mitzis. So we gave two Mashalim to bring that point out. You can sometimes misdiagnose yourself. Totally misdiagnose yourself. You think you're lazy. You know how many guys tell me, yeah, I'm just lazy. But they're not lazy. There's no Shaykh to laziness, right? So a person can totally misdiagnose himself and starts to put the refua like whatever, and it's the totally misrefua. Secondly, even if you don't misdiagnose yourself, to know your abilities and your capabilities and which method to use. Should you start by learning the inyonim? Should you start by learning the halachas? Should you start from the positive angle? Should you start from the sur mirah? What I say to that, that's really dependent on the individual. It's not so simple. You follow? Rabbi Rucham has a whole mimer in one of his, uh, svarim on El that people try to take the, the, the the prescription of the wrong people. They read things in Svarim and then they try to copy someone else's prescription, which is a very dangerous thing. He says, imagine, uh, you know, he says like uh, you have a place where they don't have a doctor. You have to go to a big city to get a doctor. It's a big pain in the neck. So one guy go, went to the doctor. He got a bunch of medicine. Now everybody in the city, they, whenever they're sick, they just share the guy's medicine. They're going to be dead before they're done, right? So, so there is a very important that you have your own prescription. So that's the challenge of doing this work. We're gonna to try to do the work, but more in generalization, and then we'll see how we can we can do it. Okay, we have to stop here because it's silly.